Hello, everybody. Welcome to Hanging Out with Howie. And I have my illustrious cast with me and a special visitor here, uh, Travis. Uh, so I want to welcome everybody. We've got Alex from Cyprus, John from Boston. We've got Eric from Lake Placid. We've got my wingman, Brian from Milwaukee. Uh, let's see, we have from hey. Swinging to Mecca, California, we have Pastor Jay. And from Maryland, we have Bill. And now, the uh, I kept the topic a little bit, um, you know, cryptic, so to speak, so that we would, you know, kind of like a clickbait, I guess, whatever. But um, Travis... You um, made a post about two weeks ago, and I really wanted to do the show the Monday before, but we had had the uh, virtual training. But can you just give us the Reader's Digest version of the post about people, re couples regretting not prioritizing the entertainment and you have a list of the top things they prioritized, which they regret. Right. So these are all numbers from a survey that was conducted in 2014 by the Knot. A couple other uh, like wedding. Oh, I thought you said it was things. Cosmopolitan in your post. No, it was or, it was or, um, or wedding wedding magazine or modern, something like that. Modern Bride magazine published the survey, but it was okay. a, it was a survey that was spread out between modern bride magazine, the knot and a few other organizations. Oh, okay. And um, they asked brides two weeks before their wedding with that during planning, what is their top priorities? The top three was the dress, the venue and the caterer. And then the same brides were surveyed one week after the wedding, 78% of brides say they would have uh, made the entertainment, their highest priority, 72% of those brides say they would have spent more time choosing the reception entertainment and almost 100% say they would have spent more money or dedicated more of their budget towards the entertainment. So mm -hmm. it just kind of highlights the fact that at least in the, in the wedding DJ market, there's a, a pretty high dissatisfaction rate. I've seen very similar articles you know, from time to, uh, to time. And they, it's all basically the same. It's like, gee, I should have spent more on the, on the entertainment. Yeah. So here's the twist. All right. They're putting these things out, the knots part of it. And, but who, who's going to know? I mean, okay. Us DJs know that we already knew that we know that going in, how do we, how do we get the word out? I mean, how are you getting the word out? So, well, um, how can we change this? The only time I really ever have to have this kind of discussion is if I get the, oh, wow, your prices are way more than what we thought they would be. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of a good, a good time to drop this, these nuggets in. I mean, oh, you know, I, I wish I was in a market where price was just never really a big deal, <laughs> but I mean, and I'm sure that's true amongst all markets that, uh, mm. the budget question is always going to come up and there's always going to be that sticker shock for some clientele. Mm -hmm. So that's where this information can be useful, at least in the educating realm for our couples. And mm -hmm. then, you know, I'd like to twist it and also 
highlight it to other DJs as well, even if it's not 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 to make it a a price matching game. Not say, hey, you should up your prices, blah blah blah. It's it's more about upping your game, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and, and practicing your skill set, learning about music, so you've got a more vast knowledge of different eras and different genres of music because all that stuff eventually ties into your worth to where you can confidently raise your prices. But um, that's, that's kind of where I was going with this. I made it, I made it part actually of a, like a Facebook post, right? A website or on a Facebook group that I use to kind of advertise my services, but Mm -hmm. I thought it would be a good teaching moment for a local group that we have here in Kentucky. And it was just very well received. I was like, well, it's old information, but it's still relevant because I'm sure if they did this study today, it would be really similar numbers. It it would be. It, it was the same numbers that I've seen over the years. So what are your thoughts, guys, on this? Um, how can we make the general public? It's like, hey, it's our first time. How do we make them aware of how important we are? I, I mean, personally, I think that it's a double edged sword because what that survey says is we hired the wrong DJs. Mm. They put more mm. money. Well, in, they put more money into the entertainment. It means they would have hired a better entertainer. Mm-hmm. And I think but, but, you don't want to scare clients into that. You know, you don't have to hire me at, you know, $2,000. But if you hire a $500 DJ, I mean, DJs are much like hotels. When you go to mm-hmm. a $30 a night hotel, don't expect the guy at the desk to be amazing. He's not going to be. He'd be working <laughs> at a better hotel. Nor the bed. <laughs> yeah. When you go to the Cosmopolitan <laughs> in Vegas, everybody's amazing. But you're going to pay 300 bucks a night. So mm-hmm. how do we... How do we get that message across? I think it comes down to each individual DJ explaining and somehow getting through to clients the value that they bring for the day. I don't compare myself to any DJ in my market or any DJ anywhere, but I tell them who I am as a DJ to express my value so that Mm -hmm. by the time I'm done speaking with them, they get it. And if they don't get it and they don't understand my value, then they're not my client. But I think it's unfair mm-hmm. to paint the industry by saying 100% would have spent more on their DJ. That means 100% of brides hired the wrong DJ because spending another 100 bucks on me isn't going to make me a better DJ. It's just going to get you a couple lights or it's going to get me to be mm-hmm. there for an extra hour or whatever the case might be. Mm-hmm. We as an industry, since we're not licensed, we're not you know, overseen by a governing body, it will always be the wild west of DJs. We are our worst enemies. We do the most damage to ourselves. And I can't really be mad when some dude in Kentucky or Milwaukee or New York says, hey, I got a full-time day job making 500 bucks a weekend for 52 weekends is $25,000 I could put towards my kid's college fund. I can't get upset at that, but do us all a favor. I just wish once you had two titles. You are either a full-time DJ or you are mm-hmm. a part-time DJ, and you say that. Agreed. Don't call yourself a DJ the same as me because you're not. I work, I've got four weddings this week. I'm a full-time DJ. This is my lifeblood. If you're doing this once a week, once every couple of weeks, because you don't care and it's gas money, then say that. Say, you know what? I'm using older gear. I'm really not up on the new trends. I'll play some cool mixes. I'm a good mixer. Then fine. If that's good enough for the client, Great. I'll leave. I'll let the other DJs talk. I want to leave with one simple statement. And it's simply, you will never know what you could have had by not hiring the right DJ. 
Right. You never know what and, you and could have had. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you on that because that is usually one of my responses. Um, is is that oh, oh we've we found someone cheaper. Can you pre- no? I'm a I'm full time. This is all I do. And that seems to really go, oh, you know. All right, guys, who 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 wants to go next? I think Jay did the whole show for us. <laughs> <laughs> Not everybody. Yes, yes, yes. So, hey, thanks a lot for tuning in. Agree with everything. Yep. That's gold. It's a it's this is a hot button topic, and I think we've all it had is. to live this. It and it's really regrettable when you get out of uh, off the phone. I had one the other day, and same thing. It's like we just found someone cheaper. Is there any way? And I said, there's absolutely no way. I said, this, mm-hmm. this is not a negotiable item. This is a, this is what I do for a living. And they were asking for $400 off. And I'm like, no. Yikes. No. Well, um, I know that Brian just raised his prices, um, made a post about it. What are yeah. your thoughts, Brian? Uh, none of that really matters because Jay has a plane and a live-in private pilot. <laughs> <laughs> his name is John Tavolta. I don't want to show off. So... It's all hindsight, though. I mean, when these clients, you know, talk about this, I wish I would have done this or I wish I would have done that with the entertainment. It's it's all hindsight. So the challenge is to express this, obviously, early on. Early on. Mm-hmm. I personally have a hard time telling everybody how awesome I am. I don't like doing that. And that's why I really mm-hmm. enjoyed working with agencies because they can tell people how awesome I are. I am. And then, mm-hmm. you know, oh yeah, well, I could be, you know, the modest guy. Ah, whatever, whatever. Let's talk. I just push the buttons. That's all I do. Well, I yeah, I, whatever, whatever. <laughs> yeah, one person's opinion, I guess. It's it's just easier for me to to have somebody else talk about me than me telling somebody how amazing I am. It just seems like I'm telling everybody that I have a private plane and a living pilot. It just seems kind of you know, on that note, bro. A little, a little on the nose, but anyway, just start with. Hey, by the way, I'm awesome, and I'll be happy to tell you all of. And that. I own my own. That's plane, a great way. And I have a living pilot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, on, on that note, Brian. I mean, after every wedding that I do, I follow up uh, with the client and I say, "Hi, how are you doing? You know, uh, hope you had a great time. If you've got five minutes, here's a link to my Facebook page. Please uh, feel free write a little review." You know, and it's a, a case of like, you know, working uh, smarter, not harder. So yeah. I don't mm-hmm. want to say, you know, be that DJ, oh, I'm awesome, blah, blah, blah. Hey, right. look, you know, when a, a client contacts me, I say, look, here's a link to my uh, Facebook page. Check out my reviews. See what other people have said. It's and always that way, here. somebody yeah. else completely unbiased, uh, you know, mm-hmm. um, in the fact that they're not my friend. It's not my mom. It's not my cousin. You know, that says I'm great. You know, it's a real person, a real client from previous experience. Sure. And they go, oh, you know what? Yeah. Let's check out the other DJ. They're only like half the price of what Alex is charging. <coughs> oh, hang on. You know, they haven't got five stars. I've only got two and a half or three and a half. And or they've only got mm-hmm. like, yeah, I've got five stars, but they've got like 10 reviews. You know, yeah. in over like three years. Well, mm-hmm. maybe I should go with uh, Alex because he's got more reviews, you know, um, over the same amount, you know, or whatever. But you basically getting previous clients to vouch for you. You know, it's almost right. a kind of qualification because obviously, as like uh, uh, Jay said, there is no qualification. There is no like, well, I'm going to go to that doctor because he's been a surgeon or the, sorry, they've been a surgeon for like 20 years. 
rather than this uh, surgeon that's just come out of uh, surgeon school. You know, he's just like, mm-hmm. you know, just got his qualifications. I'd rather go with a guy that's like, you know, you know, opening me up going, yeah, that's that's what I was expecting. You know, I've done this before. Well, perhaps but, you know, it's good to get the know. client to speak for you. Yeah, yeah, and but but what you we're missing with that, we're getting testimonials saying that we're amazing, but we're what we're missing from this equation, from what I'm understanding about what we're talking about here, are the horror stories. So we have <laughs> the yeah, he's great, but we don't have anybody saying, ah, we should have gone with somebody else in this. So that that's kind of the quagmire I think we're in because we don't want to I don't know who are we gonna bring in to say that oh, we should have hired this other DJ. Who are we going to bring in to do that? That That's the tough part. Well, that was part of the twist is obviously these people in the article didn't know any better. So yeah. it's incumbent on, on us to somehow get the word out to people that, hey, this is their first wedding. They don't know any better. And there's been some really great suggestions so far, but we still have three people we haven't heard from. Go ahead, well, guys. Yeah. Oh, okay. Jump in for one. Well, you know, an uninformed couple isn't going to notice what's missing until they see that it isn't there. You know, if if, mm-hmm. if you said if, if they sit down with the DJ and the DJ, you know, the they say, well, this is this is our first wedding, and the DJ says, me too. That's probably a sign of trouble. <laughs> they don't really know the direction of, of the day. You know, we've we've put out fires and you know, handle problems yeah. in the kitchen and handle problems with photographers and everything. You know, we've we've been around the block, and and the experience speaks volumes as to, you know, why we're not the five hundred dollar guy. We're not the part time guy. This is you know, we take pride in it. But we have to express that up front and say this this is why we're different. Anyone can play the music on your you know list the way it's supposed to go. Most people can fumble their way through a microphone, but to really be in tune with the day, you would have to do a few. I mean, the, the more the merrier. I mean, I, I think the first one I did was in '89. Um, and so there's just been plenty. And, and the more you that we do them collectively, the more comfortable you get. And there's no surprises. There's nothing that's really gonna send the sled off the rail, so to speak. We'll, we'll keep the day grounded. Um, and that's the professionalism that we bring. We just have to be upfront with that in the meetings. Sounds good. Okay, guys. I'm going to jump in and say that when, when Jay was talking about what his interpretation of, of the article is, or you know, the information gathered and shared by um, Travis, there's a lot to be said about that information beyond what Jay took out, which is basically those people with regrets are saying they hired the wrong DJ. I would be willing to bet that half of the people that responded negatively about their entertainment and said they would, they would spend more on their entertainment might not have even had a DJ. They might've had an iPad or an iPod or, or a know, band. Uh, yeah. Or a band. Yeah, or they, you know, yeah. they, who knows what direction they went. But mm-hmm. to me, there's the the point that, you, you know, that a couple others have made of, you know, it's it's hard to brag about yourself. I don't, I don't care to do that. Right. I, I will I gladly either. answer right. questions if somebody wants to ask me a question. How are you going to handle this situation? I've, I've said before, when I was asked, you know, more than once, hey, what do you do when nobody's dancing at a wedding? uh okay i just keep playing great music maybe is the right answer but you know there are some couples who don't dance 
And so right. you have to find a way to add entertainment value to their wedding. Mm-hmm. That's still a, an important thing that we as DJs can do and we can convey. And John was starting to touch on it. To me, um, I've always lived by an old uh, sales pitch tagline from a clothing company here in, in the D.C. area called Sims. They would always end their advertisements with an educated consumer is, your best, is our best customer. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was talked because they were a discount clothing store. So they yes. were selling stuff that was clearance out of, you know, from the year before, the season before. And mm-hmm. so they would reduce their prices. And they were basically saying, if you want to get it while it's still here, get it on the first week. If you want to gamble because you're a size 42 and you think those pants will still be here, wait. And you're right. You might get them on the last markdown. But to me, that's having an informed and an educated client is the only thing that those types of articles can be useful for in the modern bride and wedding wire. And, you know, pretty much all those different wedding pro websites now, Mm -hmm. but unfortunately there's also for every one of those articles, there's three that tell them how to DIY their wedding. Yes. I I, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. And so then you have to, you know, kind of figure out what, you know, it, unfortunately, there's way too much informative, you know, good and bad information out there for them to research. But I tend to fall on the fact that you gotta kind of hope that, like Jay also said, the, the client that sees your value is the, is your client. The client that doesn't see your value is someone else's client. Have a nice mm-hmm. day. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I just it. dealt with that. Yeah. Um, and- yeah. What gets me with the, with this article is the information that they didn't share. And I wish they would have was why are you dissatisfied with your entertainment choice? Yeah. Some of the top, some of the top questions I get as to why people are so hesitant to hire a DJ, especially when you start getting up in the higher numbers is uh, do you talk a lot? So just, mm-hmm. just with that question, I'm like, okay, so I'm, I'm going to guess mm-hmm. that they've, they've been to a wedding where they experienced a talkative DJ or one that mm-hmm. was just constantly on the mic for something. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had the question of, uh, you know, do you get into what you do or do you just stand back there? I mean, so mm-hmm. we, we all know those DJs, we all have them in our market. Mm-hmm. So the guys just stand behind their booth, they press play and they just sit and watch everybody. They don't really do anything. They're, they, mm-hmm. You you can tell the passion with them is not there because it's just it, it's it's mm-hmm. an assembly line job for them pretty much. But right. I, that's what I really wish that the the survey would have really illuminated is why are you not satisfied? What that's was, a that's a good point. And Very what I've done point. with a lot of my clients is I'll ask them, "Have you ever been to a wedding before?" And they're like, "Yeah, I've been to a few." And I'm like, "Well, what did you not like about the DJs or the bands that you saw there?" So I can gather that information off the cuff without them even having to ask me the questions. Like, "Hey, you don't mm-hmm. talk a lot on the mic, do you?" Or yeah. you know, whatever real the- quick, Travis, right. I think I asked the same thing, but I also preface it by saying, "And what have you seen that you did like?" Because I usually say, mm-hmm. what have you seen at, at another wedding where the DJ positively or negatively impacted the night? And they'll always give two answers like, well, he was really cool about doing this thing. But then there was no one dancing. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? And if you guys want to use this line, be happy to. I use it 100 percent of the time. To me, the dancing at a wedding is icing on the cake. 
The goal of the wedding is mm-hmm. not to do dancing. No one showed up that night and said, I can't wait to dance. No, they can't wait to see the bride and groom fall in love again. They can't wait for the ceremony, the dinner, the toast, the cake. The dancing is icing on the cake. If you have a packed dance floor, great. It doesn't make you a better or worse DJ. And I've been hired by people that said at a wedding, yeah, we were at so-and-so's wedding. We didn't dance. You didn't? No, we don't like to. Well, guess what? I don't either. Drunk, I'm an amazing dancer, but like normally I'm not a big dancer. (laughs) So they'll tell you, you know why we stayed? It wasn't too loud. The mixes were cool. The variety was cool. You just have to open yourself up to the clients and let them know we're the Mm -hmm. experts. I'm not going to play so loud that your grandmother and mother can't talk at the table next to the dance floor. A hundred percent of clients will say, when I say, do you have any questions? Well, you answered the one about volume because that was the first thing my mother said was, I hope he's not too loud. I already answered that. And do what they if ever no ask you, do you own your own airplane and have your own private they, You know what? They're starting to because I opened yeah. the meeting with, yeah. hi, I'm Jay <laughs> yeah. Brand Entertainment. I own a plane and I have a pilot because I think it's only fair. And then they see me drive pilot. off in a 1998 Stratus. I, I made that joke to... You so know. that we can give Eric a chance to, uh, he's the last one that has Is it. Eric here? I thought he was straightening out his blinders still. No, did he get those squared? <laughs> it was just one that was a little crooked. Oh, okay. <laughs> it depends on how crooked your eye was. Well, yeah. <laughs> next time I'll turn my head like this when I watch the video. <laughs> well, one eye that way. The other one okay. was, yeah. Oh, so it's going straight. last has its benefits. It has its downfalls. A lot of my things I was going to say were answered, but I can expound on some of these things. So, for instance, sure. Travis, I have some information that I use as well, very similar to what you have. My graph is side by side, and it says what percent of the budget was spent on these certain items. Banquet hall, 23%, uh, music, 4%, right? Then it says, what factor proved most important to the success of your wedding? Food, 13, banquet hall, 17, music, 61%. I have the same graphs you're talking so about. So I've used that for, <laughs> I, I don't know how long, but you know, that factors yeah. into the, probably the most boring part of our job is the sales pitch. You yeah, know, right. I mean, every one of us, we love to perform. That's why we're in this business. And, and we, I think we're pretty successful because we love to, to make people happy. That's our goal. That's our job. And I think we're pretty darn good at it, you know, <clears throat> for the most part. The worst part is the sales pitch for me. I don't like selling myself. Um, mm-hmm. I sell the business more than I sell myself, I guess. But mm-hmm. when I think of it, a lot of people will call me and they'll say, when are you free? And so that's important to me because that means that they're looking for, Myself, they understand what we're going to bring to the table. Um, but a lot of this comes down to the, wor- the worst thing I hear is people say, I've had photographers even say, man, we really wish we had you for our day. You know, that, that kind of hurts because that means I didn't do my job well enough to, to find the value in it. So again, it goes back to the sales pitch, I guess. But um, I don't know, John, you had some some good points as well that, you know, the experience is what was what we should kind of bank on with people. You know, mm-hmm. when you've done 15, 16, 1800 weddings, hopefully people will see, okay, this is, this is what is important. So that's kind of it. Me bringing up the tail end on this here. I, I, I did think- want to actually answer your question. You asked me how, because I didn't get a chance. Oh, sure. I'm sorry. You, no, you were asking about my prices going up and, and how I handled that. Mm-hmm. The reason my prices went up was because, well, several reasons, a cost of living, uh, right. Be mm-hmm. the, well, cost of living in regards to what fuel costs us, what equipment costs us, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. 
But another reason that I raise my prices has to do with what I'm bringing to the table as a DJ compared to what others of my market are bringing to the table who are charging the same amount of money. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm offering more than they are. I have a stronger skill set than they have when it comes to this type of thing. I shouldn't mm-hmm. be charging the same. So I actually am giving myself value. It's not just a, a an arbitrary thing. It's not just right, a, right. A, like a, a cost of living or a gas price thing. It actually has mm-hmm. to do with a skill set that I, I have. Now, mm-hmm. I've, I've booked two gigs since then. And each time I've told them right about just so you know, my prices went up this year, everything's gone up and they, oh, we understand. There hasn't been a question about that, which has been very mm-hmm. interesting. And That's to give you an idea yeah. of, of how much I've raised my prices, 40% about from what I would be at charging as an average last year. Mm-hmm. The other thing I wanted to just say, and this is nothing new. I've been doing this all along. When I go into a meeting and I don't like talking about myself, I you know, like, I, I believe Bill said, you know, it's the last thing he wants to do is, is to talk about himself. Now, now Bill's choking on, cause he doesn't agree with what I just said. He's had to go blank. <laughs> He's gone. He's up he just gave Bill a heart attack. Like, you mentioned Bill that. and he goes nuts. Sorry. Yeah. It's I went up 26%. He said my Stop name. Shell crab. Stop shell crab. What I, what I was getting at is when I go into the meeting, sometimes the, the client will say, well, tell us about what you do. And I'll Ooh. just stop him right there. And I'll say, I'd be happy to. But would you mind if I asked you some questions first? Yep. Sure. So then we, go through the whole, we go through the whole thing. What time does your event start? What time does it end? Are you having a ceremony? Is there a cocktail cake? You know, everything. The answers I give to the questions shows them that I know what I'm doing. So I have to mm-hmm. talk about myself. All I have to do is answer, uh, like I'll ask them a question, but the questions I ask, they know that I know what I'm doing. Right. So that's not, not really an issue. It doesn't solve the problem with, you know, the value, why, why you know, the percentage and dissatisfaction and all that. That's a tough one. And, mm-hmm. and I do have an interesting idea on that. Wouldn't solve all the problems, but, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. And over the course of time, I've made friends. There, there's mm-hmm. a couple that lives very close to me here. I did their wedding in 1995. I've done their wow. kids' grad parties. Right. You know? Right. I know the family. It, in fact, he did the brakes on my Mustang. I, I know these people. I could do a testimonial with them, like a video testimonial with them. I couldn't do it with everybody. I wouldn't want to do it with everybody. And I probably don't need to. But right. there are certain clients that I'm close enough to that I've done work for that would be happy mm-hmm. to spread the word. It Again, it doesn't address the dissatisfaction part, but it addresses the satisfaction part. Right. So, I, no, I think there's also that level of what did you, what did those brides and grooms get either promised or sold into for their expectation that after the fact mm-hmm. they felt it wasn't met. And I think we're all in agreement that the only right way to approach things is to always under promise and over deliver. Oh, yeah. And you're still giving oh, that yeah. sense sure. of and I agree with what John said. Yeah. The fires that we put out that brides and grooms never find out about, right. it's amazing. Yeah. I have a wedding coming up in August 
that's kind of off the books wedding, meaning it was very customizable. And I got all done and I explained the whole thing. And I decided in my head, if, if it came up about pricing, I would say this. And she said, I said something about the package. She goes, okay, well, this, this already sounds like it's going to be really expensive. I said, you know what? I'll be honest with you. I bet you it's going to be less than 10% of your budget. In fact, I bet you it's going to be less than 8% of your wedding budget. So she immediately went to the value of it because you already told me how important I am. So this is the price and it's the highest priced event I'm doing in the last five years. And she literally mm -hmm. was like, oh, that's all. And you, of course, kick yourself going, but I think this is the issue with us in mm -hmm. general. We don't have a, a sense of business plan. We just, mm -hmm. we all go to the same shows and we go, hey, DJs are 1250. I need to go to 14. Wait, I heard a guy gets two grand in Boston. I want 27. It, it's not about what I make and what John makes and what Brian makes. Brian says he went up 40%. That might be amazing in his market and it might be nothing in mine or it might be killer in Boston. But I didn't tell you what I was charging before that. No, no, no. I know you didn't. That's yeah. my point because I'm not paying your bills, nor are you paying mine. What we ultimately yeah. make at our events is what we're comfortable making to sustain a business. If you yeah. are a full-time mm -hmm. day job, like 90% of the YouTube big names have yep. a day job. So if they want to come out and get two grand, hey guys, by the way, if somebody hires me tomorrow and pays me six figures a year, you know what my wedding price will go to? Three grand. You know why? Because I don't need the money. Well, here, so here's, there's always that variable that I think you yeah. have to overcome. You, you got you to be careful with that though. I mean, really with... When, whenever a DJ tells me how much they charge per event, right? Every time uh, I know I, where you're every, going. For every DJ who tells me how much they charge per event, <laughs> that's how many DJs are lying to me about how much they charge per event. Yeah. No offense to the company. I'll tell you straight it's up. Bullshit. It's all bullshit and it's bad for you. Everybody wants to make themselves sound big, or as Jay says, fake it till you make it. And that's great until we take a guy like, I don't know, Travis, who looks at this information and says, well, what am I doing wrong? I'm going to try to put my prices there too. And he does and he fails and he feels like a failure because it was unrealistic for his right. market and just in reality, period. So I don't talk numbers. I only talk percentages. Right. And, that, and that makes sense. By mm -hmm. the way, I just got a great yeah. text from someone who's in the room watching, who's one of my close friends out here, who's a great DJ, and he makes a very valid point. The majority of brides and grooms that are getting married for the second time, the first thing they pick is the DJ. Yep, yep, because they learned yes. <laughs> at their wedding what's most important, and that's a not point. to make it personal. That's a but really I have point, I have yeah. three brides. I've done their second weddings, and I have one bride. I did her third, meaning I did her yeah. first. The definition her second, of insanity. <laughs> her third. It's like <laughs> okay, what you did there. Brian. She's like, I didn't have a problem with you. In fact, all the same vendors showed up at all three weddings. I was like, this is insane. And, she, and we're all like, you know, and I went up to her jokingly and I said, go wrong after three. And I said, please, can I give a toast? She goes, really? I go, because if you let me give a toast, I'm going to open with this. Okay, welcome, welcome back, back, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> First dance here. I hear, here I go again from White yeah. As you remember on speed dial. Yeah, exactly. No, but it, yeah, it's a like very it. valid point Roger makes about when couples go for that second, third wedding, they are looking at the one of the first things they look to is we want a great DJ. We really want to have a great party. We don't care if Papa John's pizza shows up. The flowers are cool. They'll die that night. Yes. But at the end of it, we want this mm -hmm. raging party that we know the DJ is going to provide. And I think that's what sure. we often have to sell our clients on 
Yes. If the cake yeah. didn't show up, the it flowers so don't well show up. Last time, let's just do it again. Right, but if the cake, the flowers, and the food don't show up at my weddings, they can always can have order a good food. party. They can have a great party. Yep. In a parking lot, at a BFW, it doesn't matter where. Mm-hmm. You'll make the party as classy as you make it and as fun as you make it because oh, you man. have that kind of control as the DJ. And don't ever sell that short to a client. I tell you what, if everything fails with Blanca, I'm going for a tall white chick next time because I'm going to do the opposite <laughs> of what I did. Because I want to, I want, you know, law of averages. Let's try something different this time. But that's just me. That's why <laughs> well, I have the same hey, DJ. Hey, a couple I weeks ago, my same wa- meal. Like, oh, do no. they still have the steak and shrimp? <laughs> a couple weeks ago, I did a wedding, second. And the only song that was on the no list was Tennessee Whiskey. Because it, and the bride in the meeting goes, uh, yeah, don't play Tennessee whiskey. It was his first wedding's first dance. And he kind of makes that look like. So at the wedding, at the end of the night, I go over, big handshake, send us a review, gives me a little gratis. I go, you, are you driving the van back to the hotel? Because they had a 15 passenger van and he looks me dead in the eye and he goes, you know what? I was so wasted the first time. I don't even remember leaving. So I figured this one, I'd try something different. I've had one drink all night. I'm like, Good, good for you. Like, what are you going to say? Good like, this is the second time around. I'm like, good approach. <laughs> Try something. We're just switch up the gears a little bit. You know? All right, like, Travis, this, this was your inspiration for our show tonight. Yeah. And and I, I, you, I'll I, give you the so, final words before we sign off. Yeah. So, and to, to add on to it, the one, the one common denominator in the room is I don't think any one of us actually likes to brag about ourselves and our services. Right. So something, something that I've switched over to doing over the past couple of years is when they do ask that question, instead of trying to talk myself up, I try to work in how great I'm going to make them look like, oh, mm-hmm. we can spotlight you for your first dance and do the silhouette, the Cinderella effect for your, for your photos. We can do mm-hmm. a spotlight on your cake. And, you know, and like I, I've got a, I, I got both club and mobile mixing styles. So if you want to hear mm-hmm. songs from beginning to end, we can do that. If you want it to be more like a club atmosphere, we can make that happen as well. So instead of like talking about myself and why I'm awesome and, and why you should pick my services, I try to more make it central around them. That a way they mm-hmm. go, oh, yeah. Or day your way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. exactly. Yeah. Alrighty, I, I want to thank each and every one of you for helping out this evening. It was a really uh, interesting uh, topic, and we will see you all next week. Good night, everyone. Good night.